happier place to be. I won't cry, miracle. Maple syrup is the best. It's so yeah. good. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry, wow. 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 They're often used in Indian kids because under the law, still to this day in Canada, if you're living on reservation, you're not a citizen. You don't have any rights. You're what's called a ward of the state, which means Indians are like in the same category as children under the law. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with fellow Canuck, Kevin Annette, a little bit later about uh, all sorts of stuff, residential school system and a bunch of other Canadian injustices, kind of a focus on the demon that is the Canadian government this time, more so than we tend to focus on our uh, big brother down there a little more and their evil doings, but Canada's just evil. We'll prove it, or we'll try to. And we got uh, Graham, I forget what I was going to say now, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Alex Sakara says, uh, oh, he, he said, what, we're brave or something? We had the kids, we had Kevin on, like, or you guys will we're tackle anything. Yeah. I don't Anyways, I guess it's pretty controversial. I mean, I think there was some trolls in the, in the chats at the time trying to oh, put yeah. them down. And I mean, we get it, we tie it into a global thing too. There's a lot of human trafficking stuff in there and like from stuff that really happened back in Canada. So I shared a meme today. I bet. Really? Yeah. Is it? About My- masks. Really? Kids in masks. I said well, for, for every kid that gets killed with COVID, or your chances of getting child trafficked oh my God. Oh. are 66,000 times higher than your chances of dying from COVID yeah, if you're a child. Yeah, yeah. And oh wearing a mask makes it a million times easier. There's 300,000 kids in the U.S. that are prone to being snatched up for trafficking. What does that mean, prone? Well, they're like... Uh, I don't know. It's just the. It's like from the U.S. Department or whatever their source on. So this isn't just reports, because you know, or is that this is, is that, from the U.S. Department? Is that reports? Because you know how the eight hundred thousand dollars missing. You know, you see that meme going around a lot, and people should at fucking risk. Get, I think it's like at risk, vulnerable. I know, but people should get that uh, that other stat right. It's just if just because you're reporting somebody missing doesn't mean it's a missing person. It's like a lot of those people end up being found, right? Yeah. So I think it's like they say 1.2 million a year people get trafficked. Across the globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at the real stats, that's a lot. So the mask thing is like, hey, there's more chance your kid's going to, way more of a chance that your kid's going to go missing compared to fucking even picking up COVID. Or your your meme was about dying from COVID, I guess. But. Well, it was more of an anti-mask meme. I mean, I'm yeah. an unabashed anti-mask oh, yeah. and anti-vaccine well, motherfucker, I guess. And I don't care. Well, especially I'm right dying. now. Look at all the look at what happened. I feel like we used to have a bit of a direct link to the government in a way, right? As people like before this whole thing happened, I felt like the government somewhat kind of knew what was going on in the population, listened a little bit, even though they're a bunch of fuckers, anyways. So you now 86% of the people, attention. I know, but now mm-hmm. that the fucking shit's getting mm-hmm. serious, they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. 86% of the parents or something, apparently, was that in Calgary or Alberta? 
out of a poll or something said no masks for the kids, right? Send them back to school as normal. What do they do? Masks. I cannot believe it's happening. Yeah, it's a real So is it really saving, like all these places that were prior to can't us in Alberta, let's say, or Calgary, they were doing masks. And is it helping them? I mean, if anything, it should be, if, if anything, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, democracy is what we got. So if anything, something like this should be a referendum. That should be a province-wide vote. I mean, this is what it seems to be coming Or it should be to, school right? board people... by school board or something like that. But it shouldn't be a couple of fucking fucks in an office deciding it exactly. for a million people. Exactly. Anyway. Especially when it, it's really the science. If you look deep, it doesn't take too, too much digging to find that the truth is not what these guys fucking think it is. It shouldn't matter anyway because I'm not fucking buying the it's okay because it's for the greater good argument. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the greater good. I really don't. That's not the call. That's not. But the, the, that's, that's not a, what that's fucking not even life's right, about. Though. Is that's hiding out true. and wearing masks because some people have said it's for the greater good, even if it is. That's no way I'm going to. I know, but live it's not life. though. No, it's I not. Know, but that's the that's the that's the weird thing. Even if it was, this would be a legit pushback. Even They're if it was, to get the fuck out. I think. It's time to make that a real focus. Well, my friend was saying there's some teachers or he's he's trying to get into a pod or something, which is like a oh, teacher out of actually school? doing. No, my kids are out of school, 100% no, done. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I feel bad. If I had kids, I would be I mean, get right with city. you guys. No, no, I know. But I'd be right with you guys. I mean, this is, I would not have my kids go in to school with social distancing and masks. No, right and now. the beauty is there's tons of parents that are doing it. Like we had no. This could be the downfall of the education. People. I mean, this is like what you said. It's going to be hit because the, se- the secondary lining. system is fucked already. And why is that worse than the primary system? Or well, the, the post-secondary system. I mean, post-secondary. Like the universities have taken a fucking hit, man. Yeah. And I don't know if they're ever going to come back because I mean, it's not even super apparent that any of those jobs are going to exist anymore. And it's like you know, I'd like to see what the new stats are on university degrees to essential workers. Because I would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Because I would guess that most of them aren't working. Maybe most of them are getting paid for now. And most of the essential workers don't have degrees, probably. I mean, that's the way it seems to be. Probably mostly out. like trades and stuff. Yeah. Other than like the doctors, I don't know for sure. But. Yeah, I'm not. I don't mean like that kind of thing. So I think post secondary was kind of doomed between the internet and the outrageous money and the crazy politicalization and all that. And now it's just kind of they've rolled that right back in the public school system. So my so friend, no way I'm the minority. So my friend's trying to get into this like sort of pod. He doesn't know if he's in it yet. Where there's a teacher's going to share about, I don't know, eight or ten kids for like some somewhere around six hundred bucks a month, maybe. To that that'll be the teacher's wage, and all the parents have to pay that much for their kid to attend this homeschool, kind of like a homeschool, but from a teacher. Um, and there's a lot of people talking about it in the States. There's Dr. Pamela Popper again. I mentioned her quite well, a bit Bill because his every, kids out. Okay, just too, right? Because every day I every day she comes out with a YouTube video and she talks about what's going on with the data and the stats. And this is real scientific data she talks about. She's a doctor and she's got a whole system going on there with uh, trying to conglomerate the legal battle stuff and homeschooling and and uh there's a huge, they got a huge program going. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes, Dr. Pam Popper. And then there's like, there's another person I know of the, on Instagram, um, 
wild heart gypsy mama who does she's homeschooler doing her own thing and she's been putting curriculums together like i think there's lots of assistance now out there for people like yourself that have to figure out what the fuck to do in the last couple months here well it's a gonna be a, it's double edged too because there's a bunch of people that are scared the sh- fucking shitless of covid that aren't gonna send their kids back for that reason as well i, f- I think right right so what were you saying build homeschools already what what were you saying, Bill? Well, Bill school? from the Brat Pack pulled his kids out this oh, year. Oh, just this year. Yeah, yeah, they're not going back in the fall. I'd imagine that's like pretty widespread. Not widespread, but it's like it's not a blip on the radar. Like it's a measurable percentage. I'd say, I'm guessing it's going to be 10, 15% yeah. drop in enrollment. For both COVID and for people that want to, don't want their kids to go into that? Between the two, yeah. Could even get up to 20%. Yeah, Who knows? I, think, I mean, the yeah. thing is, I don't think schools get these fucking teachers. I mean, and I'm not teacher hating, but the unions and everything else, I don't think school is going to last more than like three weeks. And kids are going to be getting sick like kids do and getting the sniffles. And they're going to be sending them home for two weeks. And it's just going to, it's going to be a disaster. A teacher gets sick two weeks off. That's a good point. How do they do that? Oh, I mean, that's the difficulty with little be... businesses right now. So then what, what if you have sick, do? but you're are not COVID? All of a sudden, kids every sickness COVID is two weeks. Yeah. 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 And it could be COVID or it could be pneumonia or it could be the common cold if they're using this PCR testing. And then you could get them exempt from the mask with, you know, yeah, easy you, enough. You know. But then you got to worry about like, what's the, are they going to get bullied now? I mean, I'm seeing how fucking adults are acting amongst each other and adults are acting to children and it's fucking pathetic over masks and this and that. And it's just like, you know, the kids in the schoolyard are not going to be any better. Imagine what high school is going to be like. We fist fights over masks. Actually, I mean, there's a chance that generation is lost. I don't know. But I mean, my kids are staunchly anti-mask. That could just be because. <laughs> where of, they get that from. Yeah, it could be because of me, but who knows? Well, why else would it be? Mom? I don't know. Uh, don't know. Just because people say wear a mask. I mean, there's that part of kids too, right? Yeah. Just but to, I mean, how are you going to keep I'm them apart less too? rebellious. How are you going to keep them a, a I'm separate apart? I'm way the fuck less rebellious now than I was in high school. I mean, kids will be kids will be taking them off to kiss and just to make a point. I mean, they'll be doing oh, all kinds of Oh, it's going to be stuff. like high school. They'll be sneaking be kisses under the masks. Shit they'll do all kinds of crazy You keep shit. going to sneaking kisses. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been doing that as a kid. Maybe filling them up with the hot boxing them. Oh, that's filling them up with Cheetos, wearing them on the chin, wearing them on their head, writing crazy stuff on them. I, I swear, I mean, maybe not, but. Hmm. I'd like to hear from some of our listeners on where their teenage kids are at yeah. on the mask. Yeah. If they're all in or not. I just all can't in. believe at this stage this is really what what has come down to. It's really disheartening, really disappointing. I feel bad for Calgary businesses because I'm not going in. I'll go in when I need to and I won't wear a mask. But for the most part, I'd really rather not deal with it. So I'll just you know the stuff that I might have popped into the city for just to not deal with you know, just because it's a better time or something than going to the Safeway here is a fucking gong show. What? It's, oh, yeah, it's just packed at the fucking best of times. Sometimes you can bad, sneak right? in there and catch yeah. you, catch an open line, but for the most part, and now that you got to stand six feet apart, part, the whole front of the store is bunged up with people in line. So I've been just ordering my groceries and picking them up. Huh. 
but it's worth now i'd rather just but like deal you, with that but like you said you don't want to go like if you're not going to wear a mask you're not going to make up a lie about a medical thing or whatever or or your kids you know you want to you know you got to be honest about the protest right i don't have I to make up a lie it's none of their fucking business yeah but if 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 you were pushed you wouldn't you just say i'm not i don't believe i don't want to what are you going to say i have, I have a medical exemption <laughs> So you are going to say that. Well, you do have one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, for the most part, I'm just going to say it's none of your business. But I, I mean, the bylaws pretty much tells people that own stores to just leave it alone. Yeah. And let them deal with it. Yeah. Which probably means it doesn't get dealt it's with. It's just shame. Just because people will be so shamed. It'll the, be only shamed. Per, the only person I'm going to have to deal with is going to be other public members. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not shy. And maybe a bylaw cop. Which is fine. I mean, I'm fighting with fish cops all the time. So what's a bylaw cop? They're well, even sillier. Well, let's... Uh, fish cop has more guns. Let's count our blessings because we're not in Australia. I got, a, oh my I got an email God. to read. I got an email to read. And this is from... Funny enough, I... It's I, from a few days ago. No, this is from a... Uh, this is from a few days ago. Yeah, this is from a few days ago. I've sent out some social media posts about Australia. Can I read it to you? Yeah, I mean, this might be a synchro. From Kenny D. Okay, let's play a... So here's a screenshot of a text. I've been, I've just been for, I, I wish I had an Australian accent. I've just been for a two hour bike ride I've up Patterson River. Two hour bike ride. <laughs> back via Mount Eliza. No, you got to do it. No, 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 accent. no. I can't no, come on, just no, try. I can't do it. Just try. I try. My last taste of any kind of freedom. <laughs> Upon my return, I'm so he's he's got up a bike ride. Now I've, now I've lost track. All right, you don't have to do his that. last taste of any kind of freedom. Upon my return, I'm greeted with the news that cycling now is to be restricted, and from 8 p.m. tonight, it's fucking curfew. Can you believe it? In a country in the Western Hemisphere that we once called a free democracy, we have a curfew. I half joked several days about. Saying, what next? Bloody curfew, I suppose. What's next? Bloody political detention camps. So he attaches that and he says, hi, Graham, just wanted to give you an update on the latest move to stage four restrictions here in what we used to call a free country. The screenshot above is what I sent around in my circle of virtual prison mates. It describes how I felt after hearing the latest Orwellian restrictions being applied to a population that seems to be largely quite comfortable with the whole situation. But then they're probably glued to their TVs, living in fear as a result. A curfew. I can't believe it. I was also staggered to learn that only two days ago that in 2018, our premier of the state of Virginia signed a trillion-plus-dollar infrastructure agreement with China that has had very little critical airplay in the mainstream. Question. What does China want in return? A demonstration of the government's ability to control the population in a manner acceptable to our new masters, perhaps? They provided biological tools, after all. Very dangerous developments here, I feel. Well, if the U.S. has fallen in a superpower and China's replacing them, then, you know. I know. That makes sense. Like, they want control. And all these people that are in the pocket, that's who's... That's who's forcing this right now, I feel like. It's all the local politicians that are paid off. It's all the fucking... Well, Australia's going to be important strategically in the coming war. But, I mean, my advice to Australians is to get the fuck out. If really? From Australia? 
Where are they going to go? Well, where, where do where, you know? Where do you say you you I don't you know tell you, you were just talking about you, getting I mean, out of the city? Where do you go? There's a real like, fucking possibility that you can't leave Australia. I mean, I, we probably can't leave Canada. We can go to Bush. Lots of Bush. I mean, I don't know what the options are for Australia. I mean, I'm. We seriously need, I think, need to set the attention and get a, a group of people and buy a bunch of land that we can start doing something with or at least have as a backup. Yeah. Because we've got enough people in the community that we could probably do that for a few thousand dollars a piece. Well, some people are looking at it. I mean, some yeah. people are looking at it, you know. And get something in BC, you know, or Southern Alberta. I don't know. But you want trees and, and bush around. Well, you there's so that, there's that, it. there's that big pyramid. I mean, around the lake, 1.2 million that we used to go to that guy. I'm talking more like, I mean, like, like, like you can get plots around BC or you get like 600 acres for like 600 grand. Right. Or you get, I was looking at one that you, you go to Manitoba, you can get, say, 170 acres for 110,000. That's going to go up pretty fast, I think, those prices. So, I mean, 170 acres, you could easily do like 10 five-acre plots on that and leave fucking half of it just um, treed and for hunting and have some nature in it. You know, who knows? It's time to start looking at stuff like that, though. And gates, you know, that's, you'd have, a, you'd have a gate there on your community, right? Like you'd, in the dream thing, you'd say you'd get like two, you'd get 200 acres and maybe you'd get, take a hundred of it is cleared already, or you clear it and you do like 25 acre plots. So then maybe you get like 18 families in there. They all get five acres each. Maybe you have a couple acres there. That's community stuff. And then you have like a hundred acre wood or a 50 acre wood that's just there for game or for using or for hiking. Ideally, you've got some water going through there and you gate that shit off. I mean, How do it's you gate very it similar I mean, to what the snake bros have going on down in Texas there. Like there's a gate to get into their hole. I mean, I think it's, I don't know how many acres it is, but it's a giant thing. I don't know how many people live there, but there's a bunch of 10 acre lots, tons of them. Well, when you say gate, and, what do you, I mean, what do you, you can't about? drive into the... You can't drive into those houses. There's a big gate at the highway, a big giant gate that you put in a code and the gate opens like for you. Like a giant gate. Like, yeah. So like no one can, can even the cops, can't, even can the cops can't it? come like, even to your fucking thing you unless you open the gate for it. Like, is there a moat? You could walk in there, too? but you can't drive in. Yeah. You can walk in. You just can't drive in. You can walk in, but I mean, it's Texas. So four by four, you can get around the mountain. Something like you're not going to wall the whole place out, are you? I don't think you could drive in there. I mean, it's pretty impassable territory. It? Yeah, it, it wouldn't yeah. be easy to get okay. in there. All right. I mean, you put a gate on the road, that's usually good enough. People are walking in, then you're at a different level. But... I don't know. Have you seen Red Dawn? No. What's it about? This is an 80s movie. No. Oh. <laughs> about the Russians taking over. The Russians? Yeah. Flat coming in with their parachutes and stuff. Yeah, you haven't seen it? You should probably watch it. It's a classic movie. Patrick Swayze, I a bunch of those guys are in day. it. A bunch of those guys are in it, and they get they, like they have to fucking go out into the bush, and they're fighting against the Russians who are invading the country. Basically. I watched a movie. I watched The Hunt. It was, yeah. it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was the elites hunting deplorables. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Literally called deplorables? Yeah. No. Yeah. And they were like, "Is this basically satire? Trump supporters?" What? Yeah. And then the elites were all vegan and arguing about who, was, who was less racist. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Amongst themselves? Yeah. And the one guy called someone, 
said something about uh, the black people. And she's like, don't call them that. So these, the elites were like, it was kind of funny. It was like, it would seem like a low budge movie, but it was like satirizing both sides. And the one guy had a podcast. That's why he ended up snatched up. He was getting hunted because he had a podcast that talked about this hunt. So they snatched him up. Wow. That's hilarious. It was fucking funny. I was laughing. At the beginning, I was like, wait a second, this seems fucked up. They're just hunting deplorables. <laughs> but then, you know, they, and because it was pretty like, if it would have just been one way, but I, I felt anyway that they were mimicking, bo- mimicking both sides pretty yeah. good, mimicking they, the elites. Did they? I was uh, laughing. Were the deplorables well armed? They, they, they give you a bunch of guns in the beginning. They give you. What? Really? Where they snatch you up. Haven't you ever seen these movies where they hunt you, like Surviving the Game, or what was the Van Damme one? Hard Target? I don't know. Or Hard to Kill or something like that? The Running Man is the one I would remember. Was that one too? I've never heard of that. Yeah, come on, Darren. You got <laughs> all these fucking classic movies. He's getting hunted in that? The, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he's got the stride. They, they grab he's a running, bomb. he's got the stride, and the game show host. He, it's a fucking game show. The original one, I think they grabbed like homeless people. Okay. And they snatch you up, and they take you out in the bush, and then a bunch of rich dudes hunt you for sport. But they give you a gun and stuff, so it's not like, and a head start, and then yeah, they, that's kind of like the running man. You yeah. should. Well, it, I think it was a Stephen King novel turned into a fucking cheesy movie. So anyway, this is like the new adaptation of right. that. Okay, but it's that's... liberal elites hunting <laughs> deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Ugh. I don't, I mean, I think it was meant to be funny. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell these days. I seen some commercials the other day with the previews for all the shows that are on TV these days. And it just looks so, it seems like it's a joke to me. It's so bad. The acting, the effects, the whole, I feel like, I feel like the low budget end or the lower budget production end of Hollywood is like gone already. It's like super low budget now. Yeah. The bottom's falling out. The creepy part for me is I saw a couple of TV commercials the other day and they're wearing, they already got mask commercials. Like where they're wearing, you know, like it's a pizza hut commercial and the, the kid delivering the pizza or whatever. Somebody's got a mask on already. Like they've already incorporated masks into the commercials. Like they're already getting people comfortable with wearing masks all the time. What is happening here? You think how it's can just they, this, how can they, the high that? deafness that makes it kind of cheesier no, too? I don't think so. No, I feel like the TV's got too high definition no, no, too. No. It's not helping. How would that make it worse? I, you, know. you can see the no, no. That's how bad the facial? Like no, I feel no. like when we had like SD, you couldn't see how bad some of the facial expressions were, or no. how like <coughs> over the top or terrible some of the acting no, was. No, I don't think so. It's just saturated, man. There's all these channels with all these shows, twenty four seven. It's it's saturated. Anyways, I got to... Do you still have cable? I, well, for Maria, yeah. She's got some shows that she watches. So every Which once ones? in a while I see the ads, and the fucking ads creep me out, man. I'm not, I never watch ads. Never. listen. I don't listen to them. I don't watch them. And when oh, I see Marie, them, it you creeps you got to get out. off the cable. Anyways. Show listen. I don't watch it. I don't believe you. You were watching Billions? Yep. Bill, yeah, I was watching Billions, yeah. Is it over now? Yeah. Uh, it just ended suddenly. It's weird, yeah. So what else you got? I got a project operation and an Ugh. email to go with it. What? An email. What's Come on, email? dude. I forgot about the last time. 
This is a good. This is a good one. Well, I didn't. You know, I never really expected Project Operation to be in every episode. Thing. Well, that's why I don't do it every episode, just to. Well, you do it like not piss you off. No, four out of five. No, 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 no. It's like half right now. You think? Yeah. I'm thinking four out of five. Three out of four. I can't. Oh, here it is. I like this one. No offense, Felix. I like you too. What's that noise? It looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified too. Dish fire. Prism. Sentry eagle. Sigma. Mannequin. Artichoke. MK Ultra. <laughs> I love that one. I love it. Operation Project. Project Operation. So this email is is uh, called Crazy Event Slash Operation. <clears throat> Graham and Darren, I wanted to share this crazy event with you. I've been a listener for a while now and have started sharing many show topics with my wife. I live in central Minnesota and recently while driving by an army base near here called Camp Ripley. I don't think we went by Ripley when we went to Minnesota, eh? like eight years ago. I can't remember. Can you believe it was seven years ago, eight years ago? Oh. My wife noticed a military airplane flying low at about 250 to 350 feet. Or 100 meters. It was spraying a liquid over the nearby town of Fort Ripley. Then began flying Believe over the not. highway and started spraying again. What's that? Believe, Believe it or not. <laughs> the spray was thick enough to make the car noticeably wet. No explanation on what or why that I can find. I was just hoping to share this craziness with your listeners. Thanks for everything you guys are doing. So I was just picking out the project operation for today, and I decided to go with Project MK Naomi. That's the code name for a joint defense, uh, a joint Department of Defense and CIA research program lasting from the fifties through the seventies. Unclassified information about MK Naomi program and the related special ops division is scarce. It is generally reported to be a successor to MK Ultra, which is weird to me that this is a successor to MK Ultra. And to have focused on biological projects, including biological warfare agents, specifically to store materials that could either incapacitate or kill a test subject and to develop devices for the diffusion of such materials. During the first 20 years of its, and this is all from Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. It's probably been washed. During the first 20 years of its establishment, the CIA engaged in various projects designed to increase U.S. biological and chemical warfare capabilities. Project MK Naomi was initiated to provide the CIA with a covert support base to meet its top secret operational requirements. The project, the purpose was to establish a robust arsenal within the CIA's technical services division of various lethal and incapacitating materials. This would enable the TSD, that's the tech services division, to serve as a highly maintained center for the circulation of biological and chemical materials. What's the CIA doing with that? Why are they doing that? Doesn't that seem weird? Why are they maintaining a center for the circulation of bio? And we know, you know, the CIA is suspect enough, man. The DOD is suspect enough. We're putting the CIA, who's supposed to be out there doing fucking spy stuff across the world, which I don't agree with, but like now they're doing this stuff. Surveillance, testing, upgrading, and the evaluation of special materials and items were also provided by MK Naomi as to ensure that no defects and unwarranted contingencies 
unwanted contingencies emerge during operational conditions. For these purposes, the U.S. Army Special Ops Command, so that's SOC, you've heard that before, was assigned to assist the CIA in the development, testing, and maintenance procedures for the biological agents and delivery systems in 1952. This was shortly after the CIA started. They were only formed four, five years earlier in 47 after Roswell. Roswell, coincidentally. And you know who they were before, right? I mean. The OSS. Uh, yeah. And you know who that was filled with? Crony capitalist. <laughs> I mean, you got to wonder if it's part of Paperclip, right? You know. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we know, are. Or, yeah. Or, or Paperclip was, you know. The precursor to some of this. So both the CIA and SOC also modified guns that fired special darts. Man, get some of those hunting. Coated with biological agents and various poisonous pills, the dart would incapacitate guard dogs, allowing agents to infiltrate the area the dogs were guarding and then be used to awaken the dogs upon exiting the facility. Oh. In addition, the, S the, the SOC... the dog still has darts in it. I... <laughs> Maybe it's a dissolving or is it dart. Dissolvable dart. Uh, in addition, the SOC was designated to research the potentials for using biological agents against other animals and crops. In '67, CIA memo, which was uncovered by the Church Committee, was evidence of at least three covert techniques for attacking and poisoning crops that had been examined under field conditions. In '69, Nixon abolished the military practice involving biological weapons, and Project Naomi was dissolved. February 1970, a presidential order was given to outlaw all stockpiles of bacteriological weapons and non-living toxins. However, despite this order, a CIA scientist was able to acquire an estimated 11 grams of deadly shellfish toxin from SOC personnel at Fort, Fort Detrick. The toxin was then stored in a CIA lab where it remained undetected for over five years. Ugh. So that's in a long list of like... Project MKUltra, Artichoke, Chatter, MK Delta. Anyways, I thought it was a good one because it kind of artichoke to do with like you never know what that guy's seeing, right? Spray fucking they're still spraying shit around and not. Well, I mean they everybody. cropped us like crazy. It could be that. Well, they said it was a military plane, it was close to the military base. Oh. Anyways, there well, you maybe go. the military is making an extra couple bucks with their chem trailers crop dust. Yeah, exactly. It would make sense to rebrand. Maybe it's them. just giving people COVID. The real COVID. You ever wondered the other day? Remember the other day when the chemtrails were so fucking bad? It was blue sky today. Blue sky all day. How come some days are completely blue? Some days you watch that fucking trail go all the way along the sky. The next thing you know, haze everywhere. I don't notice. I got to be honest. Fucking Rona. I'm not They're saying it's not the there. the fucking Rona. But I'm just not paying attention. I know. Just keep your head down. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I got to keep my head down when I'm looking for stuff or in the bush or out fishing. I was swimming on the weekend. Swimming? Yeah, it was hot. I took oh, yeah. a break, oh, went swimming cool. down at the cool. lake for a while. Which lake? Lake Travers. Oh, cool. Down like in the woods? No, the woods were fucking packed, so we headed what? back to the prairies. Really? Oh, yeah. Thousands and thousands what? and thousands of campers. Oh, campers. Not Tons of campers. So you can't hunt then or? We couldn't see any animals. I mean, you couldn't go. You couldn't go more right? than a hundred feet. I drove fucking hundreds of kilometers, like, and I'm like the pass on the other side of the first fucking mountain ridge. There's a road that goes to Crow's Nest Pass, and I went down that for probably two hundred kilometers. 
and you couldn't go more than 30 fucking seconds without seeing. <laughs> and half of them are just like 30 campers or 40 campers. There was two weddings. Oh my God. Cops on quads all over the place. Really? Yeah. We were just what like, they well, doing? then they we just doing? enjoyed just the, like, we just enjoyed the ride and decided to head into the prairies and yeah. poke around for antelope. What was the cops doing? <laughs> Busting people for alcohol Busting, and shit? Guaranteed or? there's people drinking and driving stuff all over the place out there. I mean, you, you, you should have some, I mean, they should have a couple of ambulances parked out there probably, honestly. I mean, there's a population of a small city. I bet you there's close to the population of fucking Chestermere out on that road this weekend. <clears throat> so it's like, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to have a couple of cops and a couple ambulances around just in case shit goes down, you know? Yeah. Everyone's drunk, so you gotta get people to town or you don't have other people trying to whiz. At least you got something on site seems like the way to do it. We pay enough taxes to have that sort of thing. They're not doing anything else, half of them. Yeah. There's a thousand fucking cases of COVID in the country, in the province, and we can't do fucking anything. Australia, you get a $5,000 fine if you get caught out of your house. They knock on your door and you're not home, you get fined. No way. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. Yeah, less than 300 people killed from COVID. Where? In Australia. Oh, my God. You it's know. fucking mind-boggling, dude. I, I feel bad. For, That's what their inflated numbers. That's what the inflated numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it take away the inflation and. Anyway, Anyways, we should get yeah. out of here. We're gonna yeah, swap cast with the OBDM, cramming some more content down your throat. GoAmerica.ca/support. If you're getting some value from the show, we're hoping it's filling some value in your life. These things aren't free to make. They cost a lot of time. They cost a lot of effort. Cost some money. We're lucky enough to have some supporters that help offset that cost, cover yeah, we that love cost. love you guys. And we love you guys. But uh, if you're getting some value from the show, do send us some value back. Let us know how much the show is worth to you because you're probably paying for cable and coffee and masks and everything fucking else. What's yep. the show worth? Buck a month, yep. two bucks a month, 20 cents a show. What was this show worth to you? America.ca slash support. Other than that. We love you. Yeah, go go buy a mask too. Mask, you can do oh, that. Yeah, Support that. I mean, if you gotta swag, wear a mask. Got tons of masks. Take a look. You got the. This is bullshit. Mask is our bestseller by far. Grammarica.ca/slash swag. Working on hats. Enjoy the chat. One and only Kevin Annette. Kevin Annette with us tonight. He's uh, 
an author and a whistleblower who's led the movement to expose and prosecute uh, child murder by church and state. Uh, we talked about Kevin a little bit on the last uh, Skeptico episode, or we had Alex on and we talked about his his stuff recently. I don't think that's out yet in audio, but uh, you guys might remember that. He's also the co-founder of the International Tribunal of Crimes of Church and State, and he's been twice nominated for the Nobel Nobel Peace Prize. Um, yeah, man, great work. Lots of stuff you're doing. It's going to be really interesting chat. Uh, we also want to talk about the residential schools and stuff. We've touched on that a, a few times. We haven't really gone too deep. So it's, uh, yeah, thanks for your time and coming on and, and joining us, fellow Canadian. My pleasure. Thank you. Have Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, right on. So, D- Darren, do you want to start at the with the uh, background of the yeah, residential well, stuff? Yeah, because we've been trying to find some. I mean, we kind of started dipping into some of the missing Indigenous women a while back. And uh, I've been trying to find someone to speak on residential schools for a while. I don't know how I've avoided your name for so long, but Alex brought it up the other day. So I'm kind of eager to do kind of a quick background of that. It's kind of close to home. I'm a um, status Indian myself, so it's just kind of, you know, this forgotten thing. Everyone kind of seems to look to Canada as this bastion of uh, fairness and freedom and, you know, I well, mean, I haven't found it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I was thinking we could start there with kind of a rundown okay. of what the, because a lot of our, most of our listeners are are not from Canada. They're from the U.S. or or other places around the world. And, and most of them probably have no idea what yep. we're talking about when we even say what a residential school is. Right. Well, it's kind of a fake term because they weren't schools at all. They were prison camps. They they had a similar thing in the States, of course, but everyone always loves to bash America as if they were the ones who did cruel things to Indians. Yeah. And the reality is it was just as bad in Canada, but it was more hidden. Wow. And that's when it's more hidden, it's more dangerous because you never learn about it and people are in more denial about it. But uh, there weren't really schools starting back in the right after the Civil War in America and the latter part of the 1800s in Canada. They brought in laws that said every Indian kid had to be in these these places that were run by the churches. And if they didn't go, their parents would go to jail. Wow. So they all had to go in. Um, in Canada, over half the children died in. Okay, so like when you're talking that kind of death rate over half a century, there's no way it was like kids getting a cold and dying one day. It was deliberate genocide. One of the ways they did this is they took healthy children, locked them in the same dorm as kids who were dying of TB and and smallpox and that just let them all die off that often starved them to death we have that from records we have it from uh reports from indian agents uh the government's own statistics show that half these killed children were dying and that's a higher death rate than you get in the black deaths that you know it's like huge genocide and yet it wasn't considered that and still isn't um you can see all the evidence online murderbydecree.com that's one of your books right yeah that's the book we put out yeah. It's over 25 years years of research because I started in this when I was thrown out of the United Church in 1995 for bringing this stuff out on the west coast of Canada. But um, the the government did their own whitewash called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, <laughs> you know, and they weren't even allowed to talk about dead children in the report. It was a total whitewash. But we wrote this as a counter report, saying, "Well, here's the, all the evidence that they never allowed to surface." And so it really, if people read that site. Uh, it's a real education about what really went on and how it's still going on today. You're like, 
Did that have anything to do with what was going on back east? That, that there was something in the 40s and the 50s about the uh, the uh, the childcare scandal and the and the hospitals there where they were taking a bunch of kids from from that or was that? It, I don't know yeah, if that's right even part the of the MK Ultra or yeah, it was all the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see, Indian kids like children a lot of places. They were used after World War II. There was a lot of military research. Right. They often take Indian children. We've had eyewitnesses who worked in these hospitals who said they brought, they saw Indian children in Montreal being brought in literally in cages to be experimented on. And a lot of them died. You know, these are mind control experiments funded by the CIA. We've heard about MKUltra. Yeah. They often used Indian kids because under the law, still to this day in Canada, if you're living on reservation, you're not a citizen. You don't have any rights. You're what's called a ward of the state which means Indians are like in the same category as children under the law. You know, they can't act, they can't hire a lawyer. You can't even open a bank account without the permission of the government. You know, it's this totally apartheid system and it, it's against the law under international law, but they still practice it. Right. So um, it's, it's that whole genocidal system. It isn't just a few bad people who like to rape kids. It's a whole system in place of this, you know, and they still need to use it because they need to force a lot of the native people off the land to get the uranium, the water. I get calls every every week from people who are going through that. Um, you know, their own chiefs that are on the government payroll force them off their land. A lot of the over the years, the people I work with on the streets of Vancouver, the homeless Indians, they've all been forced off the reservation. You know, in that way. Wow. So it's it's that ongoing war, and it's big money now. It's You've got a lot of Chinese money coming in to buy up, you know, the West Coast of Canada, but it's the same old game, right? Of you know, land and money. So did 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 the thing that you discovered on the West Coast, like in a small town, I mean you wouldn't even think, but is it connected to all this too, the bigger picture? Oh yeah. Like that's how I found out about it. I'm as a minister, I, I was wondering why there were so many not only so many people killing themselves every day. I mean, I used to have to go do funerals on the reservation for all these young native teenagers who would just jump off the ferry, right. Or like kill themselves. I said, where's that all coming from? Right. But nobody wanted to talk about it because the church people knew they were guilty of, of these crimes in the so-called residential schools. And I even had natives showing me where the kids were buried. They were on the burial detail, um, you know, of kids who'd been beaten and, and murdered and, starved in these places but they were never allowed they still aren't allowed to talk about it but they were never were as a kid right but it, the problem isn't the lack of evidence it's that the people who did the crime are, are still in power so uh you know that's a problem <laughs> is that like uh just the the government in general like the entire structure of the canadian government no no like is that something that will get better in a generation or two or do you see it just as getting worse well, no, no, not under the present setup because it's all under what's called crown land, uh, law. And the crown in England is the one who organized this, right? Um, and so that's why we say we've, it's time that Canadians get out from under that whole colonial genocidal system and set up a republic in partnership with the ind- indigenous nations. So we have like a federation of equal nations. Right. Rather than, like when you, when you sign a treaty in Canada, the first thing it says in the treaty is all land is vested in the crown. So what native people are, it's like what happened to my ancestors in Ireland or Scotland when the British conquered them. 
they would get a local tribal chief to administer the land for the crown. So it's like native people on their own land don't own it. They're administering it on behalf of this fiction called the crown, right? So it's, it's a whole huge ripoff, right? And that's not going to change whether you got the present political legal system. How does common law fit into that? I've heard you talk about that on, on the other shows, and I don't really understand how that... I want to ask you some more questions on that, but how does that fit in, fit in with that? Well, you know, it's funny because we tried in the courts for many years to get this prosecuted and they wouldn't. They said, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, crown courts can't implicate the crown for genocide. So we had to go outside Canada for that. We, we set up a common law court in Brussels in 2012, 2013. It's one of the things that forced the, the resignation of Pope Benedict in 2013. Wow. Um, you know, and other things. But um, what common law is, it's like, goes by different names. Native people often call it the uh, land law, uh, the law of nature. It basically says we're all born with inherent rights, including the right to investigate these crimes when the police and the and the courts aren't doing it, right? Right, right. And um, the U.S. Constitution recognizes that, the right of people to form their own uh, tribunals, um, the grand jury system in America came out of that idea that the people can sit in judgment of the government and the courts. Does that, does that come way back from, from the free judges back in the like early, early middle ages, uh, and the Westphalia system? Well, yeah, even further, it, it's really comes out of tribal law in Europe. Like you had Roman law yeah, yeah, that said, the ruler tells you what your rights are. And they can take them away whenever you like, which is what we're experiencing now with this COVID nonsense, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah. say, hey, suddenly you can't assemble. Suddenly you don't have the right to criticize the government. Well, hello, we always have the right to criticize. If you bring in these laws without our consent, they're not valid. They're not, they don't have any authority over us, right? That's an old idea going back in Europe. It, it, it's born in everybody, really, the idea we can govern ourselves. Yeah. And um, it goes back in England to Magna Carta right. uh, in 1215. and an example of that in America, you've got the uh, county sheriff system where the people elect the sheriffs and they're not answerable to the feds. That goes back way a long tradition in England where where people would just police their own communities, right? It looks and, like they're trying uh, to maybe phase that out in the USA right now. They sure are. That's exactly what they're doing. And, um, you know, all this, this, this civil war that's really broken out in America, uh, it's definitely, I believe, being backed by Chinese money. I think they want to see the nation ripped apart so they can pick up the pieces. They already own the debt, a lot of the debt. They're buying up all of Western Canada. You see it everywhere. Um, the Trudeau government in Canada even brought in a law removing all restriction on Chinese investment and allowing China to station their troops in Canada to protect their investments, if you can believe that. I mean, that's treason. Yeah, I can't believe it. Where did I hear that? Maybe I heard you say that before. Maybe it was on it's skeptical. Yeah. Look it up. It's called the Foreign Investment Protection Act, Section 33. Of course and, uh, it's called. Of course it's Section 33. I mean. Right. That was yeah. a Harper initiative or was that under Trudeau? Both. Harper started it. Trudeau ratified it. Um, one of the first things he did when he came in was to do that. Right. So are you guys saying that in the States, they're trying to get rid of the, the police? They're defunding the they're police. Trying, is that the, sheriff, the sheriff the, system as well? well or they... my, think, my thought is that you're going to see, they're going to sell it as the this the new thing where the cops community. are going to be 
you know, everyone's all the cops will have the same rules and the same oversight, but what it actually is is just a bigger centralization of power. So now you're going to have like the UN or something come in. I no, mean, I think it'll be it'll probably still be the same government, but it'll just be like you've got federal police now. Right. Everything's instead of sheriffs elected by the people in each county. Right. So that's what when they're when they're saying defund the police, they're not just talking about those which we don't have in Ontario in Canada. Right. Yeah, everything all the cops are take like, you know, every member of parliament, every cop, every judge takes an oath of allegiance to one woman, Queen Elizabeth and her descendants, not to the people, not to the constitution. So what what we say to people is they don't have authority over you. They're in a contract with some woman in London. What does that have to do with us? Right. <laughs> Is there any, I, I'm, I can't remember who I listened to on Richard Serrett's show before, but they were talking about how there's, there's these, all these little things on your, like your birth certificate and your mortgage and all these other little things about the crown and things like that, that, that are kind of suspect or, kind of allude to the fact that you never really own anything. And I mean, this guy was talking about how you could use that to not pay taxes. I think that's a little risky. I mean, especially when you're in the business like we are of bitching about the government. Yeah. So I'm, well, I mean, that's, it, it's all, we live in a, in a system designed to create people as slaves starting in their own mind. Right. So that all the government ideas, you probably know it's in capital letters. And that's from Roman times because it refers to when when it refers to a corporation, like when your your parents register you at birth and you get a birth certificate, you're you're being incorporated into a into the system. You're a corporation under the law, you're not you, right? That's what the capital letters mean on your ID. So they tax that corporation. They don't deal with a flesh and blood man or woman. They're acting on that corporation. So you can step out of that. You just say, you know, when you get a summons to appear in court or whatever, you just say, well, are you referring to me, flesh and blood man? Or you're referring to that capital letter? Because those capital letters aren't me. That's the corporation you created. But I didn't give you permission to create that. So now I'm stepping out of it. And people have won in American courts doing that. Wow. They've even, they've even got back taxes. All the taxes they've ever paid, a guy in Texas won them back because he said it was done illegally in the name of the corporation without my consent. So that's fraudulent, right? Wow. So what's it like for you seeing this, like you've been involved in, when did you, 95 you were saying you were, you were let go, right? So 25, what was, yeah, 25 years. What was the red pill? Well, for me, it was, um, it started before I was fired. I, I started going into native homes. Um, I did what was unusual in Port Alberni. I kind of crossed the color bar, which you're not supposed to do because there weren't any Indians in any of the churches. And I went out to see it. Why? Because a third of the local people are native, right? So I began to hear these stories right away. Of kids getting killed, kids still Jeez. being trafficked, you know, and there were people in my church who had hired me. Some of them were involved in it. They had been working in these places, right? So, um, I just opened my pulpit. I let people speak from it. And that's where we began to hear these stories. Wow. And that's the ship began to hit the fan after that. That was as early as 92. Wow. Um, that was going on. When did the last one supposedly close? It was 96? 96. So you see it, a lot of these, these perpetrators are still alive. A lot of the eyewitnesses, well, they killed off a lot of people, um, destroyed the evidence. The Canadian courts in 
even allowed them to do that. They said, you know, you can destroy evidence from a residential school. It's a crime scene, right? Bones of children. Mounties dig them up all the time, right? We had uh, we did a dig in Ontario back in 2012 after we were invited in by the Mohawks, Grand River Mohawks. We found bones that turned out they were that of a young girl. Canadian media totally ignored it. You know, the remains of children found in residential school. That's not news, right? (laughs) Why can't people talk about this? It's not just the media. People have a hard time discussing it. They have a hard time going there. they, They have a hard time realizing that this structure that we've been in for so long is so, I mean, you can use the word evil, I guess, or so bad that it's actually trafficking and killing kids. Like, it's really hard for people to talk about it. I think it's always hard for people to look at their own crimes and they realize that, yeah, we paid for this. My relatives were involved in it. I'm living on other people's lands. All of that, you know, naturally we're in denial about that, but it goes deeper. It's like, um, you know, when you learn these things, first response is, well, what can I do about it? Those people are still in power. My life's in danger. I mean, if I was Aboriginal, I'd be dead long ago, right? My pale skin helped me. In fact, I was a professional. I had a lot of exposure on me. But I had seven friends in Vancouver, all of them native. They were all killed off when they went public with this stuff. Jesus. Died in hospital. We had a a guy, uh, William Coombs. He was an interior Salish man. And he saw Queen Elizabeth take 10 children out of the school in 1964. Never seen again. These kids vanished, right? And he was going to give testimony about that. He dies a week before that in a hospital in Vancouver. And the nurse who tended him, Chloe Kirker said, yeah, he had all the signs of arsenic poisoning, wow. but they called it, uh, they called it tuberculosis, wow. right? That's like what you do. You can do that legally and get away with it in Canada. <clears throat> did, and did you, did you have something to do with taking that, that case to a higher level and, and against the queen? We used all that in the evidence yeah. in that found her guilty. And, and, you know, it's, it's like the Lee Harvey Oswald thing with the JFK killing. Everybody knows he couldn't have done it all by himself. Yeah, that's still the official story. And everybody knows thousands of children, over 50,000 from our count, were killed off deliberately, right? And, and yet everyone's pretending it wasn't genocide. It, it's like there are too many people still alive who it would implicate. So they keep this lie going that, you know, it wasn't really so bad. So what's it like now, 25 years after that? And, you know, you started a lot of this this stuff off you you brought it to the to the mainstream as much as you could now you're seeing it all over the internet you know the pedophilia the the satanic yep. stuff the the ritual abuse the i mean at the highest levels of you know our our hollywood media government you know all that i mean how what's it like for you to see it at this level now well it's gratifying because all you know so much of that is because of the work we started in the late 90s bringing this stuff out and you just stay at something like i often like to tell people that it's good to study my story because it shows you what impact you can have if you right. just stay at something. Yeah. I mean, we, there were only no more than a couple of dozen of us, but we forced Canada to start addressing this stuff because we were occupying churches. We were creating a total public stink. We had the stories of eyewitnesses out there all the time. They couldn't ignore it. Like even now, Trudeau is, uh, is talking about genocide. He uses the G word when nobody did back then but us. Yeah. So if, if you keep pushing you will get an effect, but they always make it look like it was their initiative. It wasn't because of what people did, right? Because they can't give people a sense of their own power. Yeah. So they always like to re- to claim it, right? As, oh yeah, we're apologizing now and all this. But I mean, it, you know, you can still 
in Canada under the Indian Act, you can't refuse medical treatment. If they want to come and shove a needle in the arm of your kid on a reservation, you can't say no. Now, mandatory vaccinations. I mean, hell, they've been doing that to Indians in Canada for 100 years. So I say to people, if you don't take on the genocide done to other people, it's going to blow back on you. And that's yeah. exactly what you're seeing right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Do you think um, do you think it's getting any better with Trudeau or I suppose before we get there, <laughs> who do you think is who like because. I mean, Trudeau with all can. the controversies Trudeau's coming up. No I mean, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, everything's bubbling to the surface. I mean, I was going hunting the other day, and I was joking to my buddy because he mentioned something about the conservation officers, and I was like, there's not a better time to go hunting as an Indian in Canada because, I mean, honestly, they're just like, people seem almost tepid to interact with, you know, people of color right now. Right. But who do you think is pulling the strings? Because, like, who is Trudeau's not pulling anything and the Canadian government seems inept at the best and it, it transcends parties. So is it still influence from across the pond or is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, in Canada, it's the crown and the Vatican. They're really one in the same body. <laughs> it's big, it's big banking interest. And it's the Chinese like China's the rising power in the world. America's going down. China's going up. Russia's trying to kind of play both sides, but I mean, it, and the Vatican's always in there trying to play both sides like they've always done. So it's all these interests, but uh, Trudeau is definitely a puppet of the Chinese, you know, um, and there's more and more evidence about that all the time. So I, I, I think that that's, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Chinese troops showing up in a big way over the next little while on the West Coast, including in America. I think there's all hell's going to break loose, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, even the Strong Cities Network, too, which is, uh, you know, making, uh, combining these cities and their police forces somehow supported by the UN, that could play a role in it. And then, um, so what about the latest controversies with Trudeau and the we and all these things? Like, is there anything, I mean, we're not, I'm not up to speed on this at all, but it seems like, is that related at all to the stuff we're talking about with, uh, I mean, I see conspiracies about, uh, the brothers uh, and Clinton. And I mean, it go. it seems to uh, be another thread that's tying this web together of, uh, and it yeah. includes the human trafficking part maybe. Yeah. The, you know what the, what the, what we find is that after a while they can't deny it. at first, what they do is deny everything. But then after a while they can't deny it as the evidence comes out. So um, they can't, all they can do is redirect it. So, on their terms. So they always make it look like it's bad individuals, right? Whether you're, they're focusing on the Clintons or Epstein or whoever. So everyone's attention is focused on these bad people. They can vent their rage on them, but they're not asking what's the big money. What's the institution? Why are we all letting it happen? Right? Those are the bigger questions. And this is a huge global industry, human trafficking. It's like the arms and the drugs industry. It's huge. It's millions of people, billions of dollars every year. And uh, child, child trafficking and killing is part of that. So uh, they estimate in the world today, there's over 20 million slaves, like out and out people enslaved. And it's a huge number. And it's because it's big money. So, um, yeah, it's good to bring out individual cases like this. But the point is, there's a whole big industry at work here, right? And that's why it keeps going, because there's lots of money involved. 
Yeah, money laundering through the charities, funneling money through the charities, through the organizations, the child organizations. I mean, everybody seems to be connected to this, you know, nonprofit child helping organization. It is really, it's everything seems to be bizarro world here. You know, you call your uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission as a whitewash and your, uh-huh. uh, you know, your Child uh, Health Foundation is something completely different. <laughs> So how? But the, where does the money? Well, 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 we're talking about charities. What? But we should touch on we. Well, that, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Is that how is that connected? If it's all connected, yeah. I mean, does it fit into the puzzle? Have you been, look, been looking into that much? I mean, it's I more I than I've expected that, to see. Yeah, I haven't looked into that specifically. I've been really involved with the last few months since this police state coming down. Yeah, uh, we've been organizing a lot of people on the ground to form local common law assemblies where we can police the neighborhoods, we can take back power in our communities because we know the system's coming down. We need something in the grassroots where people are holding on to their communities. So I've been focusing a lot on that. But the, the particular details of the scandals, again, it's a reflection of something. It's always been that way. Like Canada, especially, has always operated this way. Most of the laws passed are never even debated in parliament. They're passed order in council. That refers to the Privy Council. It's the Queen's own representatives and a bunch of bureaucrats passing laws. You just write the laws and say, hi, this is the law now. <laughs> With, without any debate, the legislature might not exist. Now it's closed down. Parliament's closed. The courts are closed. So I say to people, like, why do we have to obey any of this stuff? It's not lawful. It's not coming from any accountable authority. So why do people go along with it? Standing six feet apart and all that shit, right? It's it's just, I think it could be a big experiment to see how far yeah, the mind control so. is gone, I, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and with, it, with it comes the shaming of the non-mask wearers. It's really easy to identify somebody who's dissenting. And, oh, right. yeah, it's, 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 it's creepy, creepy. So where, where does the money, do you want to ask more questions? I had about, to dissent about, on a mask today. Did you? I outright refused. To wear a mask, good. yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm. I'm making the stand. Is just like, no, I won't shop here if I have to wear a mask. If they have the choice. So what? How, One, how did it come about? I don't want to get into it too okay, much. Okay. Is that work? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, one easy way around it is you just say I'm, I have a medical exemption. Yeah. Yeah, but I and, I kind of uh, want to say how what a joke it is in a way. Like, I, well, the science totally, is yeah. the science is not on their side, but you know, it's, no. it's so I mean, maybe little seeds that are planted along the way. You can say definitely. I said I'm not side. wearing a mask for you or anybody. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where does all the money money come in though with the trafficking? Like, I it's something that I've only really been woken up to over the last year or two about about the how lucrative it is because I never imagined that you know, selling humans could be that lucrative, but is it, is it, is that the gist of it? Or is it more of a religious, uh, spiritual war, the satanic part of it? Like, how do you tease it? It's all of it. How do you tease it apart? Which is the main one? Or does it even matter? I think there's a lot of overlap. I mean, like I've had people on my radio show that talk about they're Mormons and they, they talk about ritual killings of children beneath the temple in Salt Lake city, the same kind of stuff we documented. Right. But there's, they traffic the children as well. Think if you're a, a parent, a family, and you want to adopt a kid, where does the adoption come from? You don't really ask questions. But, um, you know, most of the disappearances of children, we realize now, happen right in the government system. Because yeah. when children are being tra- moved from one foster home or ch- orphanage to another, they're grabbed and trafficked. And if they're black or they're native or anybody, you know, like, then they don't really care what happens to them. They're not, tra- you know, tracked at all. 
so that's what we find from social workers and cops who talk to, talk to us. That's exactly how it happens. So a lot of it's invisible because it's operating right in the system. Right, right. Right. Where does this fit in with like the satanic panic stuff that was going on back in the 70s? Do you think that was them quashing that the same as they are now with Pizzagate and things like that? Yeah, they put out distraction uh, all the time. When you're getting close to something, we find like, um, the, the you know, the satanic ritual networks. People who survived these uh, government experiments, MKUltra experiments, one of the programs put in their brain is the fact that this was done to them by a bunch of evil Satanists to hide the fact that it was military research, right? It was government doctors, military doctors. So, you know, the whole satanic thing can be a cover for something else. But nevertheless, there is a lot of those practices that go on. And it's kind of a form of energy vampirism yeah. where people believe you feed off the energy and the blood of the innocent. Well, I mean, any Catholic believes that, you know, that the, the, the communion wine is literally the blood of Christ that gives you new life. Well, that's what a Satanist believes. The blood of the innocent will rejuvenate you. And, and so it's kind of an old belief in our culture and a lot of people take, can take it literally, right? Well, they sell, they sell blood. They sell young blood. I mean, there's an ambrosia place or whatever literally sells it, you know, online overtly selling it. I mean, and, and they've been, who knows what they're doing behind the scenes. Like there's so much overt symbolism now. It makes you wonder if that's some of it might be a cover for maybe a military type thing, but it seems to be just pervading our society now it really makes you think this is a spiritual war what's well, you know it, what it makes me think is. is almost another spin on like the my lab thing yeah and abduction you know if they can make people think they're abducted by satanists then maybe they can also make them think they're abducted yeah. by aliens yeah. or, you know yeah right yeah well you know behind it all is the question of why and it all comes down to if you're a small group of people how do you rule the majority you rule by fear and by programming at a young age. And that's why, you know, you wonder why child abuse is not really a crime under the law. Um, it's only one year mandatory jail time in Canada to rape a child, but it's two to five years if you own too many marijuana plants, right? It, so they're saying all the time, it's not a crime to rape a child or harm them. And um, that way you traumatize people at a young age, right? And that's how you keep people in line. I think it serves a political purpose that way, right? For uh, control controlling the population. You think anything's going to happen like a, with from a trauma standpoint, you mean just like a traumatized. Yep. You're going to, you're not going to question things. You're not going to fight the system. If I, you know, having worked with a lot of them and having been traumatized myself at a young age and having to do a lot of work on that. The first thing, your mind becomes a cop. You're policing yourself all the time. Hmm. You're censoring yourself. You're always worried about what's going to happen to you. If you say or think anything, right. They've got the majority of population program that way look at look around you look at all the masks oh, on yeah, for no reason say, yeah that's traumatizing right? right there yeah yeah people and who wear masks by themselves in their vehicles are a special that's special cookie. it's just crazy and think of what you're doing to this next generation of kids they're scared about being around each other oh it's it's just programming them in in fear and it's like which would be program. it's i mean and the data the to back it up is non-existent i mean the numbers are so low with their with their inflated numbers i mean it's hard to imagine that it's so all of the data is there with their inflated numbers even the, the testing the the death counts and all that and it's still people are still falling for it I mean, yeah you know the people uh, who die f- 
from suicide, it's skyrocketing the numbers. It's the third most common cause of death in the world, suicide. Yet they're not quarantining people over a mass suicide epidemic. I mean, don't give you know, an it, it, any ideas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what the AI will do as soon as it takes over. It'll just like lock, it'll have some line in it that it has to protect humans and it'll just lock us in our house. And it's like, you fucking people can't be trusted to right. leave the house. Right. Well, it's heading that way. And that's why we got to resist it at every level. Do you think Chinese troops on the shore of the U.S. and Canada is going to be allowed by our governments, or do you see that as, as well? Canada, yeah, they've, they've it'll already... break down. It's already been allowed by Canada. They've been invited right in by legislation, right? Uh, what happens in the states? I don't know. It's a different game in the states because the state governments have more power than provincial governments have in Canada, right? So there's going to be more variation, but. Yeah. But the point is that what's going to happen, the, the economy is being deliberately crushed. You know that, right? And there's going to be an enormous debt because of all the money they're paying out to people to survive. Guess who's going to pay, pick up the debt? China's going to step in and buy the debt and own it, then own everything. I mean, that's, I believe, the plan, right? Well, and then if they, if they, if they really do you know, bring soldiers into our shores or... If the- then they're right next to the states, anyways. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, what would Trump think? Well, about that's sort of what I say. Like, if the if they start bringing a lot of troops into Canada, I think that the U.S. would just occupy us, like instantly. <laughs> Could be. Like, all right, you. Fought, we can't trust you guys with fucking anything, so we're taking over. We like we'd be occupied by the U.S. military, hopefully in a friendly capacity. Yeah. Well, and then there'd be war. Yeah, you know, there could be a ground war between China and the U.S. I mean, probably on, wouldn't on be great. Soil, right? Probably wouldn't be great for the Chinese Canadians. But no. I think like the rest of us might be all right if we just mind our business. Hopefully, I don't know. I got. I got, I'll just hide in the bush. I mean, I've, I'm not ruling out heading to the woods. Just or, take I the jab, know. take the vaccine, and you'll be okay. You'll be excluded from the war. Well, you got. We got to go back to our roots, and I mean, your people are closer in time to the time when you lived off the land. You still have those skills. I mean, I say to everybody, get the hell out of the cities now, right? get into the smaller communities where people feel they have a sense more control over their yeah. life close to the land. Yeah. You got to, right? Especially yeah. if they bring in microchipping whereby you can only get food if you scan the chip, right? Yeah. I mean, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the problem. I mean, that's, I'm trying to take my food supply into my own hands at a minimum and Good. carry like a six month supply at any given time. Of course I have access to being able to hunt all year round. So that's a little easier for someone that like helps. me, but, um, yeah, you know, it's yep. tough. It's tough for someone living in a condo in downtown Calgary to sock away six months of food. A, where the fuck are you going to put it? And B, how are you going to pay for it all? You know, I mean, like right. most most people are living, are buying enough food at a time to just get them through till their, till their next paycheck. Yeah, Right. We got to start thinking long term. And, and uh, you know, unless you start preparing now, it's going to be a bad news. You know, I think we all know that. So what's your take on that then? Because, I mean, I've been predicting in my group that you should be gathering for this winter right now. Oh, yeah, definitely before the winter. You see, they're using psychological, like PSYOPs, psychological warfare, the hard cup, soft cup routine. You whack people, then you give them a little bit of hope, slackening it up, then they get more repressive. You give people hope and take it away. Give hope, take it away. That's how you break down somebody. It's in all the torture manuals. That's <laughs> yeah, how you do it. Yeah, you have no idea what's. Yeah, you have no idea what the hell's going so on either. We're going to be hit again soon, yeah. probably by September. 
leading into the cold months and people will be too scared to resist a lot of them, but some of us are hardening. Some of us are, are, it's going in the other direction. There's a minority of us that are saying, screw this. We're pulling out. Yeah. We're establishing our own jurisdiction under the Republic in Canada. Uh, republicofcanada.ca people should see it. it's another one of our sites canada k-a-n-a-t-a okay, Republic I'll, of canada. I'll, put a link, I'll put a link to that uh yeah in the show notes Thank you. yeah yeah so is there anything happening in alberta in that regard lots as a yeah. matter of fact uh, we get a lot of support from alberta yeah um well we do because f- we do feel like a free free freer than most right now i mean so far i've counted we haven't my barely had any masks yeah. around so far yet i mean it's, yeah. it's pretty well, good i mean the funny thing is like i've been a huge talking about moving to the states the freedom i gotta get to idaho or i gotta and then all of a sudden covid happened i'm like alberta is looking like one of the better places to be in north america right now if i'm being perfectly honest other than maybe like the northwest territories are up there i mean it may, makes me think moving north might not be such a bad idea but fucking winter is a motherfucker i know yeah but i mean don't forget the alberta government just put in a law saying you can't protest the government measures and if you do you're fined a hundred thousand bucks so the people are better but the governments are all playing the same yeah. game up in yeah. canada right yeah doesn't matter what the party is they're all they're all in lockstep yeah which makes me think it's it's way more than what it seems. Like they're all they're, fascists. They're all that's playing it. the game, and they yeah. trick yeah. us into thinking liberals, conservatives, or yeah. Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're just fucking steamrolling everybody. So, well, you know, it's like when you go to court and the lawyer says, "Hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll work for you, right?" But they don't. They, they both sides go and have drinks after in the lawyers' club, right? And the politicians are like that. They like to pretend they're fighting each other and they're serving the same interests, right? Do you think anything is going to come up of all this extra visibility right now on the trafficking, the pedophilia, like it's really becoming mainstream. I mean, do you think that some real, real progress is going to happen here? Only if we make it happen. I mean, that's, you know, they, the powers that be, they're not even operating. Everything's on automatic, right? The governments, the courts, they're just, they're crashing them deliberately. So I don't even worry about those turkeys anymore. Right. Who say they're in charge. I mean, we've got to, create alternatives now we got to force the issue like we did over the genocide issue in canada right yeah it's just tough to know what to like what is is disinformation what's real i mean that whole the whole wayfair scandal <sighs> came out which seemed to be a distraction after Ghislaine got arrested i mean it's really hard to to tease out what what's a psyop and what's not and what's real you know it's all fake, well there's there, there's kind of a basic rule i use and over the years i've learned that on the so-called mainstream media and even in the alternative media, you're allowed to see only what they want you to see. So if you get a lot of stuff on Epstein and everything, okay, I'm sure the guy's guilty of sin, but that's what they want you to see. They want you to get angry at this guy and not look at the other stuff. So whenever they're really pushing something, I, I'm first thing I think is what are they distracting from at the moment? Right. But do you think they can keep up with organic viral social media? I mean, I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you on that, except that there seems to be something slipping through the cracks, you know, some things that might go viral that they can't censor everything. I mean, the mainstream media is different, but with all the different social medias now, crossing platforms. I mean, you know, a pic of a tweet uh, on Instagram or all these things that, you know, how do you podcast? I mean, they still, you know, cross our fingers, knock on wood. They haven't really got to us yet. That's all true. And we learn, you know, you're going to ask ultimately where the information is coming from because a lot of sources are controlled by big money and you don't even know it. Yeah. Uh, 
but a, a perfect example of that. Do you remember Greenpeace and all yep. the environmental movements? Yeah. Turns out Greenpeace is funded by what's called uh, the Pew Foundation, which is Sun Oil Company, Sunoco, right? Yeah. And uh, they determine what campaigns the environmental groups campaign on, right? So you got to trace where where money leads, but at the same time, people dig up stuff themselves. That's how we've got a lot of our truth out. Yeah. We found from the eyewitnesses and the documents the truth yeah. about the massacre of all these children. Then we put it out there, and then it gets around. So it's it's a, an important medium, but we've got to be our own sources of information. We've got to be our own media, like you guys are doing right here, right? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to give people that uh, yeah, give them a voice or that are doing the the original research. Unfortunately, with, with us, we're skimming the surface on everything, and it's hard to go too deep on anything, but we rely on people like yourself that have done the, the years and years of work to, to bring it all forward. And there's a lot of, a lot of you out there. There's a lot of good, good stuff out there. Yep. But I just hope yep. that, that the censorship doesn't reach the next level before too long because it's, uh, it's only a matter of time before they shut everything down. You know? Well, it's like, uh, you know, I like to quote Sun Tzu, who wrote The Art of War. Yeah. And uh, he says, you got to be like water around a rock when you're fighting a bigger adversary. You don't act on the terms they want. You're always outmaneuvering them like in a guerrilla movement, right? Guerrilla war, a, which is what we're in. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm trying to get the message across to people right now is to like, not try and not go and try and tell people they're wrong on Twitter or argue or yeah. just, you know, right. it's just a total waste of your attention and your time. And you yeah. should just be, 100% focused on the changes you can make in your own life. Absolutely. That's a really important message because they that divide and conquer is used on us all the time. And, uh, you know, it's safer to attack each other than take on the big boys. But yeah. they actually have a lot less power than we think they do. Right? We've got the numbers. You think we're any closer? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen a, a few of us can move mountains because we just didn't stop. And I think the power of one person who's just up here says, no, not going along. And we're going to build something different. That creates a big wave of change. We don't even see, but over, over the years, we do see it. We do see change. And I've seen it. Yeah, that's good. That's inspiring. So what do you think yeah. for the last few minutes we have on the show? we got about 15 minutes or so. Or What do you think is important that people need to, to see from all your research, all your decades of work, or what you're doing in the future? What are some of the important things we should, we should touch on? Well, I think, you know, the whole movement now to, uh, to be sovereign, to reclaim government locally, setting up these common law assemblies, the movement to create a republic in Canada, that's really gaining steam. Um, we've got 10 times the interest we had a year ago wow. in this whole thing, because it's a way to deal with these crimes, you know, to stop them on the ground, you know, make the arrests of these child rapists and that ourselves. You don't wait for the police, you don't, we're colluding half the time themselves. Um, and, and so I'd say uh, go to uh, a lot of these things are linked. If you go to Amazon, you see all my books. If you name, put the name in Kevin Annett, um, murderbydecree.com, republicofcanada.ca. And um, we do a blog show on Sundays, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, bbsradio.com slash who we stand. I think you got that link. But if people educate themselves, I go all over the place, especially these days, and do these workshops and talks with people. I'd say, Learn to take the action now. It's like what you guys have been saying. You got to do it yourself, not wait for anybody. Because we're in the police state now. We've got to respond, create an alternative. Otherwise, you know, we're going down. 
Yeah, I agree. That's hard. That's hard for people though. When you start talking about laws and taking it in your own hands and doing these, uh, this common law thing, like it, how can you, can you just tease that out a little bit for people? Cause it's really hard to wrap your head around, you know, not waiting for the cops and the government to do stuff, but taking the law into your own hand and in a, in a legal way is really hard to wrap your head around. Well, something becomes legal when enough people do it. Right. Um, like the things that they call laws or statutes, those are rules governments bring in. And U.S. Supreme Court has said time and again, if you don't agree with the statute, it has no authority over you. You have to consent to something. And if you don't give consent, providing that you're not harming somebody, you're not guilty of anything. You can say no all the time and, and pull it out. But how do you go about how do you go about turning that around and arresting somebody that's that's you know let's say oh you have the right there's citizen arrest laws now even under the system you yeah. can arrest anybody who who you even suspect might be say harming a child right and in the Catholic Church they've got a policy telling people they've got to cover it up not to tell yeah. the police yeah now that's a criminal conspiracy right there right every Catholic's supposed to help cover up child abuse child rape and trafficking. So you can stop that. You say, we know these people, we can detain them, we can expel them from our community, we can make it really difficult for them to operate, and that way you save a child's life. I mean, that's something anybody can do right now. And I think it begins right there with protecting our children, defending our communities, right? Yeah, maybe even getting those laws changed. Like, I agree, though, if the law is only one year for that kind of stuff against ch children, like, why, you know... They do deter laws do deter people and, and punishment like heavy punishment deters people too. I mean, the crime in the cities now is already over the last few years is already getting worse and worse and worse and they're not doing anything about it. So you know, maybe changing worse. some of those laws would be a good, a good thing too. I know there's a lady uh, in the States, Dr. Pamela Popper, who's really focusing on the, the COVID thing, but she's um, getting all these people. I think, uh, Americans uh, make Americans free again or something. And she's correlating all these lawsuits that are happening on local state and County levels for the tyranny that's happening right now over the fake COVID pandemic. And uh, right. she's, she's enabling people to take laws from each area, you know, supplant them in your own, you know, legal Good. thing and add, add your, your specific items in there or whatever. Um, really doing a lot of good work down there. So, you know, maybe that's the type of thing as well. Well, and we showed too in our campaign about the genocide, we occupied churches. And when the co cops showed up, we said to them, look, you don't want to defend this church. It's got a policy protecting child rapists. Right, if you right. protect this church, you're colluding in a crime and I'm going to charge you in a court. Every time we said that to the cops, they backed off Wow, because they, they knew it was true. And that's power. You gotta, you gotta, it's a fight for hearts and minds. You gotta appeal to the cops and, you know, you're colluding in these crimes and we're going to hold you accountable and liable in a court of law, in a common law court of law that we, we can set up lawfully. Right? With a guillotine? You said with a guillotine? Yeah, can we have a guillotine in the court of law or common law court? <laughs> it's up to people to decide, you know? I mean, I remember I've got a, a friend, um, Del Marjani, he's a Cowichan Indian on Vancouver Island. And I said, how did you, before the whites came, how did you used to deal with kids who harmed children? And he said, in the village, there was a group of men. And if anyone harmed a child, they'd take the, the offender out into the woods. You wouldn't see him again. They'd wow. just deal with the problem. Because he said, the life of our children are more important than, than, a, than a rapist, right? Because it's the next generation. If you mess up the next generation, you don't have a future. And that's just basic wisdom, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe it's gotten this bad, though. It's really hard to believe that it slipped through the cracks for this long. That the children, glo- like you say, it's not just Canada. It's globally. It's happening. Abuse, you know, rape, killings, trafficking. Well, it's, I mean, it's in our history. Just look at our history. I mean, the Catholic Church is the biggest child-killing institution in history. And yet it's still got tax-exempt status. People still go there and give money. I mean, it's partly the brainwashing, but it's it's in our culture to do this. And we have to, you know, step back, step away from that, that, that tradition. And instead we've got a war on drugs or terrorism or race, race. So yeah. Yeah. All these distractions. Yeah. 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 Divide us from each other. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. This Republic of Canada. So what, what can you uh, go a little further into that? What exactly is this? Is this like a political sort of movement or what exactly? more than that, it, it started in Winnipeg they, in January 2015. There was a, a gathering in Winnipeg, about 200 people, Native and non-Native people. And uh, they said, we need a new jurisdiction outside Crown law because of its history of genocide. As a Canadian, I'm saying, I'm not going to be part of a government church system that did this, right? It's like if you're a German in Nazi Germany, I'm not part of the system. I'm stepping out of it. And a lot of people felt that. So they set up a framework. Uh, the idea we need a constitution, the people need to take back power into their communities. For the last five years, we've been organizing that. We've got, in 43 communities now, we've got these common law assemblies operating. We just say to people, take an oath of allegiance to the to the Republic. Say, we disavow all allegiance to the crown and all of its laws. And we're a new nation. And it's springing up from the grassroots. So um, we do a lot of stuff like that. We... we um, We've issued stand-down orders to the cops. We say, take it on, you know, uh, uh, get involved in our assembly and that kind of thing, right? It's, it, it, it works in fits and starts because people have to learn from their own, you know, experience how to do this stuff. But it's a genuine movement that's growing up. And, um, you know, it's, it's, gonna, it's like what happened with the whole genocide campaign. It, it'll happen. It's just a matter of time if you keep at anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Stop paying taxes and mortgage payments. That's a tough one. I asked my, I asked if I could stop paying taxes and my, my employer said no. Well, when you do it through an employer, but, um, we're not going to talk about what America does with any taxes on the show. Well, in uh, taxes, uh, there's a, in in the American constitution, it, there's an amendment about income tax, but in Canada, there's no law saying you have to pay income tax. Um, and what we say to people, we've got mayors in, in towns in Ontario agreeing with us. Keep the tax money in the community because yeah. most of the federal tax money goes to pay off debts to foreign banks. It doesn't go to help anybody. So just freeze it. I'll keep it in the community. And that's one of the ways that you build up a republic from the grassroots. You keep the money at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even foreign banks. It also gets laundered through charities and organizations. And yeah. I mean, it goes to international uh Things that never get to where it's supposed to go. I mean, I would stop yeah. paying income tax, especially right now, because I'm sick of paying fucking income tax and I can't even go to the pool or fuck all. I mean. Yeah. What are you I, paying for? I want my money back. Not all right. of it. Let's say half. Right. <laughs> the system's not operating. Why should you fund something that doesn't operate, yeah. right? It's breaking down. That it's breaking down. Make See, sense. I mean, when this yeah. started, I honestly thought that this was like, I was telling people, oh, this is just a trial run, you know, this will be over in a month and then, you know, right. watch for next year or watch, you know, this is the, but it just seems like they're just running with it. Yeah, they're running with it. 
Well, even though the, you know, when Parliament voted to dissolve itself, there were only 33 members of Parliament out of 336. That's not even 10%. Oh my they didn't God. even have a quorum. It was done totally illegally. You know. That's the sign. Yeah. Do you think there'll be any lawsuits or anything like that? Well, they can't. The courts are all closed, right? The only way you're going to get a lawsuit is if you bring it in your own common law court. This is why we're saying we need to fill this vacuum now. So yeah. do you think Otherwise, the, it, it, are you of the mind that the courts aren't reopening, period? No, they're not going to open. It's Ever? all it's all rule by decree now. <laughs> like it, it's a new corporatocracy. Oh that my you, God. One corporate you're going to have one corporation running the world and everybody's going to work for it. Any notion of democracy, accountability, it, it won't exist unless we create it. And this is why. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's yeah. good to get that high level view like that. Cause it, you can really put it, it really does seem like that's what's happening. I mean, well, it's, it's hard, like it's hard to go all that way, but push towards global, global globalization and corporatocracy is just a nice word for the corporate fascist takeover of the entire planet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what's what's happening, and we're the only ones that are going to stop it. You can't look to anybody in the system to do it. They're well, all on the payroll. It's yeah. not even just that. It's like if you if you're not actively trying to stop it, then you're, I mean, by definition, a fascist. <laughs> you got it. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yep. Maybe we should sell some fascist masks. Yeah, there you go. This is fascist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably a good spot to to leave it off. Okay. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. Well, before, we one, one question before we go. One more question. Yeah. What were you going to say first? I was just going to say that uh, uh, starting in uh, late August to September, I'm doing a cross-country tour, uh, speaking and organizing. Yeah. So yes. I would love to meet you guys. Yeah, we'll help you. We'll help you. Yeah, yeah, we'll help you. We'll... Uh, We'll plug the thing for you. We'll get you some audience and yeah, we'll do that. Okay, good. I'll send you notices about that. Yeah. Thank you. So what's uh, for our listeners right now, what's what, what in your mind's the easiest or the first step uh, that someone can do for that's, you know, like Graham is tepid about everything. Um, like for someone who's, he doesn't want to stop paying taxes, doesn't want to, you know, what's the, what's an easy first step to sort of get you moving around that rock. Learn about the alternatives. Read, you know, republicofcanada.ca and murderbydecree.com. I mean, a lot of this evidence is there and options about what people can do. If you start educating yourself, you get mental freedom first. And, uh, you know, it's that line from uh, the movie Platoon. The guy said, uh, free your mind, you're also follow, right? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love that line because yeah. that's what you do. You got to free our minds first. And then, you know, you know what to do. You don't need somebody to tell you you're you'll know the next step. And so, but you got to do it together as a group. And that's where we got to organize together. It isn't about one person going up against the system saying, hi, I'm sovereign now, because then they whack you, right? And they use you as an example to scare off others. Yeah. You got to do it as a group, as a community in these assemblies. And that's what our whole focus is on doing. Right on. Yeah. Good timing to talk about that. Yeah, well, let us know when you're coming through Calgary and we'll, uh, we'll come down sure and will. cause a ruckus with yeah. you and yeah, yeah, or or, or Edmonton or Lethbridge or whatever. Yeah, wherever in, yeah. in Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, we got people all around Calgary, yeah. so I'll let you guys know when that's yeah. happening. Yeah, right on. Thanks Later. for all your work and thanks for coming Appreciate on. It. Yeah, yeah. Thanks awesome. guys for having me on. Yeah, we'll okay. do this again down the road, and yeah. uh, excellent. We'll definitely have you back. Yeah, thanks for coming. Okay, okay. brothers. Okay. Talk Bye. to you soon. Yeah. yeah. Bye for now. Bye. And that was a chat with the one and only Kevin Annette. What do you think, buddy? Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was uh, uh, 
seems like good time. And I don't know how I we know, went as long like as we time, did without yeah. bumping into Kevin and Nat. I know, crazy. Well, I've heard. I now that I think back, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard a lot of his work before, but just haven't. I've honestly haven't really wanted to touch that for a couple of years until lately. You know, we were all, always we were a there, lot more but, nervous about those yeah. sort of topics. I, you know, I was thinking yeah. back the other day when I was like the first time we had Rappaport on. It was yeah. like nerve wracking. Do we really want to say anything about vaccines? And now it's just like <laughs> fuck all these motherfuckers, burn it down. <laughs> That's true. And it, remember the first time I called NATO the North American terrorist organization oh on the show God. and you were like speechless. Really? You were like, oh. <gasps> I wonder what episode that was. That must be like five or six. That's hilarious. Maybe Karen Hudez. Yeah, that one too. Oh my God. Yeah, remember? She was like, about the child. That, that would that be a good so one to go there. back and listen to because we were like in the studio just like flabbergasted. Yeah. So over the top. And now it's just like regular news, daily news. Oh yeah, I bet you if we listen to that episode right now, it's super tame. Yeah. And at that time it was even it was too much for us. I think a lot of this our shows started like this. That's why I grinned the other night when we were on Union of the Unwanted and uh the confession the confessionalist or the confessions podcast or whatever with that new guy that we just met and he's like, Yeah, well I started out as a paranormal kind of show mm -hmm. and then I started getting into the conspiracies. I mean, that's where it goes because the they, they won't address the paranormal stuff. Or the consciousness stuff, and then it ends up bleeding into all these other deeper conspiracies. It's you can't help but go down that path. That's right. I'll and tell now you. with the alternative media all over the place, like it's just opening up. The whole world's opening up to this stuff. I'll tell you, it's not a conspiracy. Uh, if you guys don't support the show, the show will cease to exist one day. Because I mean, you know, you can see now people have been calling us. Not everyone, but some people have been just, oh, just do ads, just do ads, just do ads. People that complain about the value for value model because we're constantly begging for money. I mean, that's a, that's probably the main complaint we get about the value model. So they'd for rather listen to an ad? Is that they don't want it because they could figure the ad will be at the beginning or whatever and they can just skip it. So for <laughs> us, we just sneak it in wherever. And us and we just begging for money. They'd rather just have ads than begging for money. Oh, yeah. Well, but, they can fast forward us begging. Yeah, yeah, but we'd be canceled by now by our support. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the show we're we're doing here. Well, yeah. ads too. I mean, it's, it's not it's not it's not gonna work. We'd rather be a uh, show by the people for the people. Yeah. Head over to grimeamerica.ca slash support today. Become one of those people. And uh, I mean, if you're getting some value from the show, this is gonna be episode like 435. We're gonna hit 500. You know, soon I guess in the next. Within the next year, we'll hit our 500th episode. Yeah, we're going to pump out some... We got a couple doubles coming up, too. A couple swab casts. So we'll pump out a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. We got so, another one going in the black budget soon, probably. So it's... Yeah. If you're getting some value from the show, head over to the support page today. GrandAmerica.ca slash support. Send a little value back our way. Those monthlies do help us pay the bills. Help us grow. Help us expand. Help us get, you know, on as much of our own infrastructure as we can before the internet overlords start tearing stuff down to a further degree do all the other stuff in the show notes there's a bunch of ways to support the show don't cost you a cent uh review the show share the show sign people up for the newsletter sign yourself up for the newsletter um buy some swag all that great stuff doesn't cost anything uh and it still helps and we don't charge anything for the black budget these days uh, because everyone we know is kind of in a hurting state so if you just shoot us an email say hey i'm broke but i want that content We'll send you that link and you'll get that black budget content. I don't know what app we're at up in there, but it's got to be at least 50 or 60 by this point, I would assume. So check all that out. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. I said for you.
shape that I'm in now For crying out loud You left me standing in the freezing cold Now my tattered umbrella doubles as a lightning rod for lightning bolts Cadabra, cadabra, I'd reach out and grab you and take you home with me. And baby girl, you'd be my queen. Is this heaven? Have I found you? Or is this purgatory a never-ending story? And the confusion with the illusion, and the confusion with the illusions, and the confusion with the illusions. Da 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 da. this heaven have I found you or is this purgatory a never ending story and the confusion with the illusion and the confusion with the illusion and the confusion with the illusions you left me standing in the freezing cold And now my tattered umbrella doubles as a lightning rod for lightning bolts If I could abracadabra, I'd reach out and grab you And take you home with me Baby girl, you be my queen. Ooh. If I could ever cadaver, I'd reach out and grab you. Take you home with me. Baby girl, you be my queen. Baby girl, you would be my queen. Baby girl, you be my queen. Baby girl, you would be my queen. Hablando los azules. place to be. I won't cry, 
surf is the best. It's so yeah. good. Oh. I won't cry. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry, America. Wow. 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 When they started doing this weird Hey Grimericans, that's the way you do it Listen to Grimerica on the World Wide Web Hey Grimericans, that's the way you do it Donate to Grimerica on the World Wide Web Hey Grimericans, that's the way you do it Money for something good, vibes for free Because without support all comes to a grinding halt. So keep lubing the system with your support dollars. Go to america.ca slash support. Touch it and feel it. Let, let meditate with it on mushrooms. Like do a whole spiritual thing with it. See what happens. You could uh, smudge it. Oh, it smells. You can't. It smells. It's a f- No, your energy body's always with you. It's, it's, it's around me. It's my aura that's around me now. It's interloping and... Overlapping with your aura. Keep your fucking energy being off of it. <laughs> Alright? You're making it weird. Okay, whatever. Just be present with me and love me. Just keep your energy body off my energy body and we'll be fine. <laughs> There's no overlapping. <laughs> interloping. <laughs> There's no interloping. <laughs> I might use the wrong word there. <laughs> Be nice to Graham. He's sensitive. <laughs> that's that's the one that got read to me when somebody found the poor. <laughs> I'm more sensitive than I let on. <laughs> Most people are. Graham lets on a lot, so that's why we know he's there's a lot under this, a lot of iceberg underneath. A lot of steam, a lot of steam puff <laughs> underneath. Steam puff and ice stuff. <laughs> cool. Okay, okay, that's, that's fine. That's our only rule in grammar. There's more rules than that, and I make them up as I go, so get used to it. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's disgusting. It's a half of a skull. And it smells. It's all dirty. I don't think you need all this technology. If it's consciousness, then maybe, you know, I can go to wherever I need to go in a fucking trash can if I can get my head straight. They changed their whole their whole meow, and they started doing this weird, hello. <laughs> Take it easy. Not quite like that. They say hello. Hello. They do <laughs> There's a jingle. There's a jingle waiting to happen. The unique snowflake. It's all triangles. One day we'll be selling muffin cookbooks for 150 bucks a piece on some separate entity so that we can get paid for Grimerica. And that'll be like a thing. Head to Susie'smuffins.com and buy a book if you want to support the show. <laughs>